Welcome back to Ian Hates Music. This is another anniversary show, and I am very happy because I'm bringing back the original, Ty. Thank you so much for taking the time to come back on the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be back. I almost said Ty Rock City, but I wasn't sure what you wanted to go by. Hey, whatever you have, man. It's your show, bro. Ah, that... uh, No, man. I mean... What we should actually let people know is how much behind-the-scenes work you do for the show as well. Absolutely. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and sarcasm into the <laughs> work I do for the show, so it's all good. So much sarcasm. So much sarcasm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I am very happy to have you back on another anniversary show. So we are going to kick things off right away. Obviously, we're going to be talking a lot about 2018 but we're also going to go into 2019. But first, you said you had a few topics you want to talk about that came up in 2018. So, Ty, take it away. All right. One main topic, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you haters out there have seen this topic being discussed on my side of things. Atreyu claiming they invented <laughs> Metalcore in 2018. They totally did. My God. <laughs> Yeah, Man, the internet was not playing that time. Yeah, you and I they let him have it. Yeah. You and I talked about that pretty extensively. You wrote a large blog post for Ty Rock City. And for anyone that doesn't know, you can always find a link to Ty's blog at the bottom of the description for any of the Ian Hates Music episodes. So make sure you check that out. Ty takes some really, really great photography and then also does the blog. So we'll plug all that at the end, obviously. But Ty, now, tell me your feelings on that when that first happened. All right, when the first happened, I was like, really? Like, a band like Atreyu that I used to listen to back in high school where the whole gothcore thing was happening, the guy liner, the <laughs> uh, nails painted black and everything. But sure. the heavy breakdowns of the melodic, catchy choruses came up. I'm like... You claiming uh, metalcore is like saying uh, Black Veil Brides invented uh, Screamo, which is 100% <laughs> not true. I like the analogy, though. I did like that. Exactly. <laughs> so then what do you think, I mean, was Alex just really going for, even, you know, they say any publicity is positive, even if it's actually negative, it's going to help anyways. And I butchered that cliche, obviously, because I didn't want to say the real thing. So do you think that's why he did it? I would say that, but uh, of course it didn't um, end in the most positive way because, of course, you had people from the New England um, metalcore scene chiming in like, 
Brian from Shadows Fall, Phil from All That Remains saying that, <laughs> oh, like just giving their two cents in and a whole bunch of uh, other people from the West Coast metalcore scene giving their two cents in too. And it wasn't the most positive either. So it kind of worked out for them. They got the press that they needed. But of course, in the end, the album sucked. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much that. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. What was it? In Your Wake or In Our Wake? Uh, in Our Wake, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. Now, I will say, you know, for being a fan for a while, that they are still good live. But... Yeah, this, but, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they're still good live. Yeah, it's just... It's absolutely ridiculous to think... It's almost like if I said, oh, yeah, I invented podcasting. That's just... It's, oh, yeah. It's not the case. That's not how things work. You learn from people. And sure, they were early. You know, you can say that for sure. They were early on in metalcore. But... To say that you invented it, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, you're basically, like, you've been making that claim. You're regarding, uh, disregarding a lot of the crossover thrash bands from the 80s, like Cro-Mags and um, Suicidal Tendencies and sure. early 90s bands like uh, Converge and Earth Crisis and all those bands yeah. like that. You're basically Visions. spitting, yeah. yeah, 18 Visions too. You're basically just spitting in their face, disrespecting them. Right. Like you're basically disrespecting your elders. Yes, it's actually very true. And I think one of the biggest issues I had with that, and I don't know if that interview was, you know, just by email, if it was something where the person just listed questions and then Alex went off and, you know, said whatever. But the disapproval I have the most, even for that, is how the interviewer could let that slide. But what I'm guessing is, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? What Rock was it? Sound. Rock Sound? Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that the interviewer had no idea about anything in music history. So it was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, sure, you definitely invented metalcore, and then goes on to the next subject. But if there had been someone competent in that role or someone who, like I said, I don't know if it was in person or if it was written, because if it's just back and forth email, you might not actually be able to follow up with anything. But if that was in person and then transcribed, there should have been a follow-up question. Like, hold on. What about this band, this band, this band? How can you possibly say you invented metalcore? Yeah, unfortunately, that didn't happen. It did not, which is why we on the internet and publications were able to laugh and make a lot of jokes about this. Oh, yeah, and that was all for it. Oh, yeah, because sometimes people need to be taken down a peg, just a little bit. Even if they're nice people, yeah, I... they, can't, they can't say dumb things like that. Yeah, get off your high horse, man. Exactly. All right. Awesome, Ty, and I'm glad you brought that up. What other story do you have? Every time I die, being recognized by the city of Buffalo because I personally was at uh, Tid the Season in Buffalo December 15th, and just to see, because I was there taking uh, photos of the live show, and of course they have Blackcraft Wrestling there. Oh, yeah. Of course I'm wearing Blackcraft right now. So to see that live with so many great bands like Bane and Snapcase and Knock Loose, Menzingers, Bouncing Souls, support Every Time I Die after they concluded their 20 years of uh, bullshit tour. <laughs> yeah, just to see that live is just like monumental for the city of Buffalo, but for Every Time I Die and the metalcore scene too as well, which gets overlooked um, uh, a lot because there's so many bands that are like, basically doing the exact same redundant sound over and over again, basically saying, oh, we're the kings of the me uh, metalcore scene. We're like basically unhumbling themselves. That's why you have bands like Every Time I Die and Norma Jean still going. 
right. and you have bands like Misery Signals and Bleeding Through coming back showing you this is how you do it, this is how you humble yourself because when we used to come up through the metalcore scene, we came up with basically nothing. And you guys have a lot of this resource that we never had back then. Yeah, that is very true. And just to go back to Every Time I Die, if people have not seen them live yet, you're doing a huge disservice to yourself. Like They are one of the best bands live, no matter what. Any show you go to, whether they're playing big arena, small venue, if you have a chance to see them live, go see them live. Yeah, definitely, because there was, uh, hands down, the best live show I've seen just to conclude the, uh, the year of 2018, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, you bring up a topic that we haven't had a chance to really talk about on the show as much, because, and for people that don't know Ty, Ty, you are not a huge fan of a lot of newer bands. You're more old school, right? Yeah, no, no metalcore boy bands, no metalcore Backstreet Boys, <laughs> none of that. It's very true. And by the way, when you say that, you're talking about bands like A Day to Remember and on and on and on. So it goes pretty far back that you're calling bands like boy band metalcore, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you have bands like Bleeding Through coming back, like you said, and Misery Signals, what does that say to you especially are you more happy that they're making more music or are you happier that maybe this is going to lead people to making straight up metalcore again? Um, making metalcore raw again. I should make a half for that, by the way. You should. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, It's just basically just them coming back, just saying, uh, saying, this is how you properly write music because you hear the exact same structured songs over and over again, same 808s to fill up the rest of the song without actually putting in work to make sure the song flows without just throwing in just like random stuff just to fulfill a song to which the song has a purpose, basically. Sure. So then let me put you on the spot here and just ask, you know, I know you, you're a fan of Vane. You know, they're more on the hardcore side. Is there any newer band that's a metalcore band that you enjoy? Uh, definitely uh, Jesus Peace. Okay. That's one. Cult Leader is another one. Nice. Old Wounds, who Shut we've up. had Kevin on the show. Absolutely. Turnstile is one. And uh, Pyralis from Minneapolis. They're a fairly new band that just got signed to Good Fight Records a couple months ago. They just dropped their EP uh, this November. Okay. There's a... So yeah, they're pretty good, and uh, a bunch of other ones I can't list right now, but definitely, uh, yeah, Knock Loose and End and Counterparts are still carrying the quote-unquote real metalcore torch, if you will. Well, wouldn't you say that a lot of the bands that you mentioned, they are more on the hardcore side than the metalcore side, right? Yeah, even though they still take their like cues and influences from like past metalcore bands, like, uh, of course, the aforementioned bands, of course. Sure, sure. Okay, all right. So you're fine with, I just didn't know if you had anyone who you would call straight up metalcore, you know, no, no real outside influences, no mixes with, you know, deathcore or hardcore or anything like that. If there was any band that you could think that stood out in that place. Uh, yeah, this is a tough question. Uh, I would, um, I would definitely, um, a band that doesn't take, uh, influences from, oh man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you definitely got me on that one. It's a tough one. No, it is. And I think yeah. I think that those type of bands aren't in the mainstream anymore or the mainstream of the scene. 
you know, the fake scene that we talk about. That's where I think yeah. those bands, they're on the outside still trying to fight to get in, but you kind of have to add electronics into it. You kind of have to add some other element because you're not really getting as much straight ahead metalcore as we used to. Exactly. So yeah, okay. Anything else you want to say on this topic before we move on? Um, congratulations to Every Time I Die. And uh, of course, Tid the Season is coming back next year and it's going to be two shows. So I'll definitely be at that. So if you ever uh, want to say hi to me or you probably recognize me by face or whatever, I'm pretty sure Ian will give you a mugshot of me. Come say hey. <laughs> exactly. Actually, maybe I got to make it down to Buffalo for one of those shows. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, def- definitely. Or actually stay around for both. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Yeah, get some buffalo wings and <laughs> get really drunk. And oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the original be buffalo wings. And, of course, you are a big fan of anything that's original, so that makes total sense. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's move on now. And this was a more personal question that I wanted to ask Ty because it was something that happened to me actually on New Year's Eve. So I think most people know, and even though I – I really don't want to talk about this band that much anymore. But Ice Nine Kills with Spencer, you know, as their frontman, he has a side business with a clothing line. And the clothing line's name is Cleaver Clothing. They're getting more popular in the scene. I would say, well, let's start from the beginning. So they have, they don't do their manufacturing in Salem or not all of it, but they are out of Salem, Mass. And basically it's a, you know, like monster slash suicide slash anti-church clothing line. Would you say so? I would definitely say so. Yeah. It's not like, like Blackcraft is really, really anti-religious and that's what they, you know, that's how they build their brand. And Cleaver Clothing is similar, but then they add in like serial killer stuff and, and a few other things. So one of their new symbols, and I know this is obviously an audio podcast, but you can easily look up their information. And one of their new symbols is like an upside down or a cross that goes into a noose. I didn't think anything of that when I first saw it. And I ended up getting, they had a big sale and I ended up getting a jacket that had that symbol on the front left side. And then on the back, it was like a big skull that said cleaver clothing. And it's got like an upside down cross and all that bullshit. I mean, it's not that I really care about any of that kind of stuff. I just thought the jacket looked cool. So I went ahead and I bought Mm. that. And then I wore it out to a get-together with people that don't know this music whatsoever. They know I (laughs) love it, but they don't know it at all. Now, I had worn the jacket a couple days before that. No incidents, no nothing. I had worn it to a bunch of bars, and no one seemed to give a shit whatsoever. While I was sitting down and talking to people... All of a sudden, people came up to me and started asking me about the symbol. And they were like, is that some kind of a racist thing? What? Yeah. And they were like, so, and I'm, I'm telling a personal story. This legitimately happened. They were like, so are you promoting lynching? Oh, my God. And I was completely blown away because I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they pointed to the symbol and I go, No, and I showed them the back, and I showed them the website of the clothing company. No one has ever brought anything like that up to me before, and five people said it. Mm. So I don't know. So I'm asking your opinion. Obviously, you don't speak for everybody, 
But I'm just asking, is that something that's real? Am I missing? Should I only wear that jacket when we're, you know, out at concerts? Uh, so let, uh, first and foremost, um, shout out to Spencer of uh, Ice Nine Kills and Cleaver Clothing. Sorry, I just can't get into your band's music, but sick clothing <laughs> line, first and foremost. So don't hate me, even though contrary to popular belief, people do. Um, as far as as far as the logo is concerned, I don't really see like anything all like detrimental to anything. It's uh, it's like how um, this guy uh, Malik Yoba said in the movie Cool Runnings. Uh, it's different. People are always afraid of what's different. Well, true. I just didn't know if it was some, like, I guess they were, I, I don't know. It, it really caught me off guard. So that's why I'm asking. But do you think that this clothing company is going to have an issue in the future, especially with how, I mean, come on, we, uh, we're about to talk about something that's very political, you know, in our next topic. We know that there's a big, big divide with people are people going to think that these symbols are racist, even though I wouldn't think that they were whatsoever? Yeah, I would definitely um, say so, too. You think that it will be seen as racist? Um, not at all. Not at all. Oh, I then mean, you, I, you said I, the opposite there, then. Yeah, uh, I think people who are religious would definitely take it as something that's because it's basically... Um, uh, you said it was an upside down uh, cross, but I think it's an upward cross upward the way cross, Christians okay. see it. Sure. And sure. then, of course, there's a news under it. So I would definitely say uh, it symbolizes, uh, because I grew up in a Christian family before I um, washed all that out of my system. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a Christian cross, but with the news on it. So I guess it definitely symbolizes um, people uh, killing themselves out of Christianity or people who are... Uh, who uh, want to get away from Christianity, want to kill themselves, something like that. I'm yeah, not sure. To me, I guess what I always thought it meant was that besides being a relatively interesting symbol that I don't think I've seen anyone use before, but also it seemed to me like like church is death or religion yeah. is death, like that kind of religion thing. Religion is death. Yeah, like yes. or you're, you know, you're stuck in that system and the only way out is to commit suicide. I, that might be looking into it way too deep. But that's how I looked at it. I was just concerned that since we live in a world where, you know, we're the outsiders, you know, it's not mainstream yeah. what we do. So if you're walking down the street, you know, in a city or whatever, and you're wearing something like that, is someone going to take it as, holy shit, he's just wearing something outright racist? Oh, no. It's not, it's not racist. Whoever thought it was racist needs to get the racism facts straightened out. That's what I would have thought. but. I wanted to have the conversation because I also want other people in the audience to think about it as well because that's strange to me. Like, I wear black craft stuff all the time. I don't wear the super, super out there, like, fuck God stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't wear that kind of stuff. But I wear the stuff that says, like, create your own future and unholy, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and of course, um, I wanted to bring up the fact that even though she's not part of the scene, but Iggy Azalea roared the cradle of filth uh, jesus is a cunt t-shirt yes which is uh the most popular thing so and she got backlash for it so well didn't yeah didn't we do a show like i want to say like two years ago where wasn't the trend that like pop stars were wearing like death metal and metal t-shirts to events and stuff yeah, the the Kardashian uh, Jenner girls wearing Metallica shirts and people giving them backlash, like the metal bands were giving them backlash. 
Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like Justin Bieber to some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. now that's just the same thing coming around then. All right, I got you. Yeah, pretty much. All right, anything else you want to cover in this topic? Yeah, I would definitely love to purchase one of these uh, Let's Hang Out hoodies and <laughs> all this stuff so I could uh, create a buzz myself too. I mean, I'm I'm already an Atlantis person, so yeah, definitely, if the shoe fits, wear it. That is true. You got to keep that persona going. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. So moving on now, we've got a hot button issue, quote unquote, hot button issue. There's such a tendency to seek some sort of sympathy. Please let my are going to talk about the Amity Affliction. Now, I know this is a band already that Ty does not like. Am I correct? I like the Chasing Ghosts, but other than that, nope. Okay, there you go. So, I guess the lead vocalist, Joel Birch, even though there are technically two vocalists in the band, they are out on tour right now. It's Amity Affliction, Senses Fail, Silent Planet, and Belmont. So, there's only a very, very small clip of this. It's like 15 seconds long, and it just shows the one guy. But apparently during the show, and I want to say this correctly, I don't want to speak out of turn, and I don't want to put words in you know people's mouths that were there, and no, there is no major video that shows the entire thing. And there are a bunch of reports that say that Joel talked for like 10 minutes, and then there are ones that was like, oh, it was only like a minute that he actually talked up. But apparently he either stopped the show or during or after a song was done, he pointed out a person in the audience that was wearing a like a sports jersey that had Trump 45 on it. Wow, man. So that is that is the first part of this. The second part is that Garrett Russell of Silent Planet, the lead vocalist, tweeted the next day that this same person during their set, see, uh, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand if it was during their set or at their merch table. He apparently didn't like one of their shirts, so he was calling them cucks. And cucks is a very funny, I mean, it's a funny word. But I trust Garrett Russell to tell the truth on things. It just seems like a weird instance for someone to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Garrett Russell definitely speaks the truth because he talks from the heart, for sure. So I'm going to trust him that this happened, even though there wasn't any video of it. It's just, I'm not, I don't understand whether the guy was yelling during their set, which I highly doubt anyone would be able to hear because they're a very loud band, or if he came over and looked at their merch and then called them cucks for their shirt designs. I'm I'm not exactly sure. But apparently... It's this same guy who Joel was addressing or addressing the crowd during the Amity Affliction set. So he did that, and then he went on Twitter, and this is where I want to make sure I have everything correct. So I am going to read verbatim what Joel put out on Twitter. Do it, sir. What I said tonight was much more balanced than I could have been, and I wanted to be. 
Just like I wouldn't wear an atheist tee to church, I expect people to exercise a certain decorum when attending our shows. Music has forever been a safe haven for me, and I want our shows to be a safe haven for others. These shows are no different to church. We sing together, we pour our hearts out, we use it as an escape from the reality of everyday lives, and it brings us together. Wearing a jersey that you know, all caps, will be diversive is exactly the opposite of what I stand for as a person. I do not respect your quote-unquote beliefs. I do not feel that you have the right to make others uncomfortable by wearing a jersey that may as well be branded with a swastika. I will not remain silent if you come to our shows dressed like that. You can believe whatever you want to believe while you are outside the venue, but don't you dare, in caps, bring your negative energy inside to intimidate and cause discomfort to others. I wish you didn't like our band. I wish you could see the hurt you inflict on on the wow. He it's all run on text, so that's why I wish yeah. you, Wow. That's Oh, there it is. Okay. I wish you could see the hurt you inflict on those around you from ethnic backgrounds, people of color, Latinos, Hispanics, and Cholos, and open-minded people who do not respond or do not espouse. Espouse. Yeah, who do not espouse your racist garbage. I love Amity fans. They give us the unique and beautiful opportunity to play music, but I will not, in caps, stand for people jeopardizing the happiness of others and ruining their experience at one of our shows. To put it simply, you are not welcome. So I apologize for having to read that, but we need to make sure that everything there is out in the open. Now, the same guy, or apparently the guy who Joel called out, also responded to him on Twitter, and his response was a little bit, you know, less than what Joel put. He said, that loser, bunch of, you know, crying, happy faces, all because I wore a Trump jersey, grow up, you libtard. So, very succinct there. <laughs> not, a, not a real discussion point there. But oh, now, man. Joel is getting a ton of backlash, not only from... You know, fans of Amity Affliction, people that aren't fans of Amity Affliction. I ha- I have seen at least one other band respond to him in a negative way, and that was Eric July of Backwards. He took major offense at not being able to. So I'm going to read his Twitter here as well. So I'm not going to say the word because I'd be fired from everything. But he said, <laughs> he said, Lil N-word, shut the fuck up. Not every person of color gets triggered into the oblivion over Trump or Trump merchandise. Your lame ass white leftists treat us like we are friggin' chickens that can't control our emotions. Oh my God, man. Eric July? Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, he, he responds to anything that has to do with you know, any policy or anything to deal with Democrats or Republicans since he is, what, wait, wait, what is he again? He's a libertarian. Yes, there we go. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I've been talking so much today, just completely blanked <laughs> on it. So let's talk about this whole situation then. Ty, what is your feeling on, and not just, I mean, we can even say this, I think I speak for you and you can tell me if I am incorrect. Mm-hmm. We don't like Trump. No, no, no. Yeah, we're not Trump fans. 
I I personally am not a fan of any government. I I'm way actually more on the libertarian side than I am anything else. But if you want to call me since libertarianism will never happen, I am more moderate than I am anything else. So I hate the extreme right. I hate the extreme left. I, I'm not for any of that. I'm not saying that everything is the problem with Trump. I'm not saying everything would be better if Hillary was in office because I don't believe that either. I think they all fucking suck. I have never been a fan of Trump. I didn't watch WWE when he was in there. I fucking hated The Apprentice. (laughs) I hate all that shit. So talk about the real hate that comes out. I've always hated that motherfucker. And it's not because he's in office. It's because I've always hated him. So the thing that people have to realize, though, is that, you know, you you can label all you want. But basically half the country wanted him as president. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that I agree. But now the question is, when a band who you might like is starting to dictate what you wear, what are your feelings on that tie? All right. So uh, first off, I want to say um, shout out to Joel Birch of uh, Amity and uh, Garrett Russell from Silent Planet for uh, defending themselves against this dude uh, who wore the Trump jersey. Um, As far as Trump goes, who... Who is surprised anymore by what Trump does since he's been in office? That's Everyone. the real question. Everyone's Secondly, surprised. I always saw Donald Trump as an entertaining personality. He was a celebrity. He was a multimillionaire. Little did I know that he was uh, handed a whole bunch of money by his dad, didn't even know what real struggle and real hard work looked like. And he was bankrupt so many times before he became hugely popular because of The Apprentice and him, uh, the Battle of the Billionaires at WrestleMania and all that bullshit. Sure. Um, as far as the Trump jerseys at um, the scene shows go, whether you're in the hardcore scene, whether you're in the, the boy band metalcore scene or any scene in general within the scene, jerseys are very divisive. They are going to put fear in people's eyes. They're going to make people frustrated and upset. Why wear a, pl- uh, a, a jersey, a piece of merchandise that you know that will divide people when the main uh, purpose of shows is for a whole bunch of people of different races and colors and backgrounds or whatever to come together to enjoy live music. Why would you purposely do that? Well, I mean, I understand this is America. This is freedom of uh, wherever you want to wear, freedom of speech or whatever. You have the right to do that. Just we have the right to say you have no right to wear a Trump jersey at a live show where all where everybody is welcome. Bands are welcoming. And huge shout out to Straight to the Path, too, because they made it very clear that everybody's welcome at our shows. But uh, racism is not welcome. And I get that. And I, I agree. I don't think racism should be anywhere in our society whatsoever. And that's not just saying that to say that. That's how I truly feel. But now here's the question, though. So why does any Trump merchandise automatically mean racism? When did that rule happen? Um, ever since uh, Trump um, said that anybody who, uh, because we all know Trump's racist, obviously. Well, I, yeah, uh, I'm not going to say that. Well, uh, since uh, Trump says, if anybody who disagrees with my beliefs and whatever our beliefs, go fight them, uh, inflict violence on them. Yeah, but that doesn't uh, we mean, all know. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. But that doesn't mean, sorry, we're getting into a really political debate here. But I'm just saying that statement that you're making does not mean racism whatsoever. I I can't tell you that Trump is racist. Just the way I can't tell you that any specific person is racist, 
until I see something happen. That's the same as saying Obama was racist. Just because your politics are different does not, and I'm not, trust me, I'm not defending Trump. Like I said, I fucking, I can't stand him. I'm just saying that when we start telling people that they can't wear certain things to places, where is the line drawn? We just had a conversation where I was told by people who don't know the scene that the jacket I was wearing was racist. So now, how do you know, though? So what if I showed up at a show and I was wearing that? That's what I'm saying. Where do you draw the line there? I completely understand if someone shows up with a KKK shirt or whatever hate group you want to put on there. It's not fair to label every person who's a Trump fan a part of a hate group. There are people that vote based on politics and not feelings and emotions. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. So that's what I worry about. What I'm saying is like, so what if someone has shown up and this is going to be a way out there comparison, but what if someone showed up with a blood on the dance floor shirt? Yeah, that's going to symbolize that people uh, that you love uh, pedophilia because we all know Dobby Vanity is a serial pedophile. Allegedly. I'm just going to put that, I'm just going to say allegedly right now. <laughs> but, but here's the deal though. But would Joel have stopped the shower for whatever he did? Would he have taken the time out to tell that person, hey, we don't respect you. We don't take, hey, leave your beliefs outside this door. That's the thing that I'm, I'm telling you, or not telling you, I'm, I'm, we're having a discussion. But I just want people to think about that. Think about if Obama was president and someone wore an Obama shirt to whatever show you were going to. Technically, that is still very divisive. It's just not on you know, Joel's side. You see what I mean? Yeah. So that's I mean, what I worry we're talking, about. Go ahead. Yeah, we're talking we're talking about a guy who sings for a very popular band from Australia that deals with his own uh mental issues and his own sensitivity and whatnot. So you could uh, you could see why he would react to a person like that wearing a Trump jersey at one of his shows. But think about it this way. What if I wore something like so he's, you know, obviously he tried to commit suicide. They talk a lot about their ah they talk a lot about that in their music. And I, I didn't mean to laugh. I'm laughing because I tripped over the word. But uh-huh. so the stuff that we wear, right? The, the clothes we wear bring up cleaver clothing, bring up black crap, bring up anything that has to do with suicide. If you wear that kind of stuff to the show, does he get mad at that? Is that going to be divisive yeah. to people who have mental illness and tried to commit suicide before? Uh, that's a good question. I think that's where I'm going for. So I'm not on one side or the other. I'm for the side of being able to wear whatever you want. You can go ahead and talk about Trump all you want. I've seen Sharp Tooth perform. I've seen tons of bands in the scene perform and take time out to talk about how much Trump sucks. That is completely fine. But to tell someone what they can't wear. And then also, come on, man. Now I'm going to ask you this. When you look at the wording of the text, you know, Twitter messages, when you look at that and you're telling me that the name Trump is synonymous with a swastika, that's going way far over the line. That's insane. Like, do they know? I honestly wonder if people understood how evil Hitler was. I don't know if people truly understand that. You know what I mean? Like, look, if if you want me to make another crazy erroneous metaphor here or whatever, simile or whatever, 
And I don't even think I used the right word there. I've been talking too much. But <laughs> if you want me to make something crazy, guess what Hitler didn't do, Ty? Hitler didn't put out the album Misery. Oh, my goodness, no. So right there. See? He did something good. You see what I mean? Like, you can take any joke, you can take any situation and be against or be on the other side and take that way too seriously. And I think that's the problem. I think that's what Joel did. Yeah, that's... uh. Yeah, Joel's Joel, you know. He's going to say whatever he wants to say, and he's going to uh, create more of an issue where there's no need for it to be, you know. Well, that's and that's what I think happened. And obviously, they're getting a bunch of publicity for this, and we'll see if that turns out well. I mean, I can tell you for sure that those bands are coming to Worcester Palladium very soon. I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the show anymore. And uh-huh. it's not because I like Trump fucking hate Trump. I don't like it when people tell me what I can and cannot wear. In that case, uh, wear the uh, cross with the news jacket at the show. See see what he says. It would be interesting. It'd be interesting if he said anything. But then also remember, I'm 6'4", 6'5", depending on the day. Joel doesn't want to fuck with me. I saw the guy that he was fucking (laughs) with. I'm I'm just saying, it's, it's an honest, like, you can pretend all you want, but a lot of this has to do with who you think you can beat their ass and who you can't. Yeah, I gotcha. So, look, this has nothing to do. I, I honestly, I think I've been very honest on the show for you know how many years this has been going on. We're on whatever anniversary now. I have always been very honest with people. If this was one of my favorite bands saying it, that would not change my mind whatsoever. Obviously, Amity Affliction are not my favorite band. I think they've sucked for a really, really long time. But that does not have anything to do with my opinion on this issue. I just think you're really drawing a line when you say, I don't like something, you're not welcome at my shows. Oh, yeah. So go ahead. Sorry, I, I've yeah. been monopolizing this a little bit, but please tell your feelings on that. All right, my feelings on that is, if you know if you're going to cause an uproar by wearing something that you know you're going to get called out on, do us all the favor, do not wear it, you're going to cause an uproar. You're going to make everybody uh, cause a divide that which doesn't need to be one. Just don't do what you know is going to cause an uproar. Pretty, pretty simple, right? Wrong? You're not wrong in your belief. I just think, especially with the music we listen to, when you say don't cause an uproar, our scene is based on that. Yeah. You know, everything we do is based on creating an uproar. It's It's being the anti-establishment. It's being anti-this and standing up for that. I think, and I hadn't brought this up yet, but you know how there's always someone or there's always a group fighting against establishment, right? Yeah. It's a very weird way to... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, think about it this way. So right now in the scene, every single band pretty much, I don't, once again, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, But I would say 98% of bands that are out there right now in the rock to metal genres, all the things in between, they are all anti-Trump. Would you be on that with me? I would definitely say that, yes. Okay. So, would it not surprise you that because people want to be different and fight the establishment, that the establishment actually becomes those bands themselves? 
And that now to actually be anti-scene, to actually be an individual and not go along with the group, being a Trump supporter would actually make you that outsider. Yeah, definitely. It's all in the perspective of how you look at it. So I'm not saying the kid is right. I mean, I think he should definitely be able to wear whatever he wants. I mean, look, you're going to wear a KKK shirt into, uh, you know, into whatever concert, into, you know, out in the open. I, I don't want to wish harm upon anybody, but I would expect them to get their teeth knocked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that goes for any hate group whatsoever. Now, I'm not, once again, not condoning it, but I think it is way too far to say that anyone wearing Trump merchandise is a racist and that anyone who's a fan of Trump or whatever, that they are in a hate group. I think that's as crazy as saying that the Juggalos are a massive gang that can't, you see what I mean? Like, I think that's going way too fucking far. And I'm not saying I like it, but also I don't want people coming for me. I don't want to be in a society where what I wear is deemed inappropriate by people because I'm on the outside. So if I want to wear my scene stuff, if I want to wear my band shirts, my jackets, whatever, out into the quote unquote real world, you know, I don't want them passing laws on me. Yeah. So I think that the scene should be way more accepting of people that are trying to be different. If that makes any sense. And I know I'm taking things to more extremes, but I'm only doing that because I think that's what Joel was doing as well. Yeah. Hashtag be different. Hashtag keep the scene safe. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I want everyone to be safe. Now, it didn't look like, I mean, there was only like a 15 second video. It didn't look like anyone was really fucking with this guy. Yeah. But what's going to happen when people notice that they're going to get attention for this and now they start showing up in Trump shit to go to concerts now. Like, that's the other thing that something like this spreads. And that's going to fucking suck. Yeah, because, um, um, yeah, uh, the way the the way that was handled, yeah, it's, it's all wrong in that situation overall. I think so. I certainly wouldn't have been the guy, first of all. I don't own any fucking Trump stuff. And then also, if I did, I wouldn't wear it out to a concert. I think that's weird. Exactly. But then again, I don't think a band should call out someone for wearing something that's a different political opinion than they have. Plus, we could go off on how fucking racist Australia is if you want, because holy fuck. We don't want to do that. Yeah, they can't throw stones. Let's be quite honest here, all right? Exactly. So so just saying. (laughs) So all right, so is there anything, I didn't want to have the last word here, was there anything else you wanted to say about that topic? Yeah, just uh, uh, don't do anything outrageous that uh, most of the scene wouldn't do, because... It's going to end up much worse than it already is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We are going to end things on a positive note tonight. Now, Ty, were you able to think of worst albums or do you just want to do your best albums of 2018? Um, I would definitely end on a positive note and do just strictly the best albums of 2018, sir. Awesome. All right, Ty, take it away. All right. Uh, top 10 oh, albums a, of the year. He did a top 10 list. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> Album of the year, which is uh, one of the albums on the list. Bane Arizona. My God. All right. That album is the was the most listened to album in my music collection. Bane 
outdid themselves because I've seen Vayne on YouTube a couple times, but just hearing the first few notes of Virus Vibrance for the first time, the first music video they released for the album, yeah, I was instantly hooked. It definitely sounded like a band that's bringing back a little bit of like a new metal-ish kind of flavor, but without sounding too watered down, like how these bands are making it a sound now. Sure. Just keeping it very energetic, very fresh, very new. Just basically uh, reminiscent of like 90s metalcore when a lot of like panic chords and very hard hitting breakdowns and just properly structured breakdowns, uh, choruses, whatever the case may be. Okay. It was the, per- the perfect album overall. Nice. All right. What do you got next? Uh, Turnstile, Time and Space. Nice. So this uh, album is, uh, it turns out it's a basic hardcore band. Uh, we, when you see Turnstile, you think basic hardcore band, right? Well, I see original hardcore band. I see someone like Vets doing it. You know what I mean? Glad you brought uh, the term original up because this album is definitely one of the most original that I've heard the past, uh, the, the past year. Uh, strict hardcore with a little bit of like a little ragtag thing going on because one of the songs you hear like a little Richard kind of piano kind of playing in the background. If you really, really listen to it, you hear a lot of uh, singing and just a little bit of like a jazzy kind of feel to it on some of the songs on it. It's um, it's uh, definitely stood out and it's uh, really pushing hardcore in a lot of different directions where you think the hardcore scene sounds the same. Well, you take a look real hard and you take the time to find the perfect band, you will find a band like Turnstile that's pushing hardcore to fresher direction, fresher level, and they put on a good show overall. Very nice. All right, next, Bleeding Through, Love Will Kill All. Sure. One of my favorite bands of all time. They came back when they needed to. It was worth the wait. I mean, there's been ramblings about when it's Bleeding Through getting back together after all these years, after they play their last show at Chain Reaction in Orange County. But this album definitely uh, embodies what Bleeding Through should have been. Because I've heard a lot of talk from uh, the vocalist Brandon about uh, Bleeding Through. um, When they started, we were just doing this and that. Now, these albums sound better than the past couple ones. This one, definitely, it took a lot of time because a lot of the uh, members of the band um, focused on their personal lives after bleeding through uh broke up or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and it really uh gave them time to reflect and really um relax and breathe a little bit and then they came back together slowly but surely and then worked together to create what i think is one of the best albums in recent metalcore history very cool under oath erase me wow all right I, I know people, I know you and a couple people give that album so much hate, but <laughs> I, as an Under Oath, uh, as an Under Oath fan, I would definitely say that this was uh, not, say I would say uh, it's it's not the Under Oath album that, uh, Under Oath that we know and love. I mean, it's not the band that we know and love because, of course, it's a different album. Mm-hmm. It's a different take of what's been like, done musically by the band because we all know Under Oath is like this very heavy, catchy band. The see them go out of the box on this one, it's definitely uh worth the interest. It's uh the album's an interesting listen for sure. sure. I mean, of course it sounds like a sleep wave album mostly, but <laughs> it's um 
it is what it is, man. Under Oath, Erase Me, it's a good album. There you go. Um, Agony Scene, Tormentor. Sure. Heavy hitting. They, it's been 10 years, believe it or not. Right. They stopped as a band in 2008. Then years, years later, news pops up. They're working on a new record. They came back. This thing is ferocious right. at its finest. Mm-hmm. Next album, Jesus Peace, Only Self. Ah. Hardcore band from Philly. There are a very, what's the, what's a good word to describe Jesus Peace? Jesus Peace is Jesus Crazy. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Crazy too, yes. <laughs> Shout out to my guy, Aaron Hurd, the vocalist of the band. There you go. Um, next album, Unearth Extinctions. Yeah. Shout out to Trevor Phipps. For sure. This album, to me, it's uh, it's way different from what any Unearth, um, Unearth album, because we all listen to Unearth for the solos and the breakdowns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This one had a little less solos and more breakdowns, because they um, basically took it back to a time where, say, um, when Un- Unearth was like a more DIY band, they were just starting out. They wanted to go back and do something different because the past few under, uh, Unearth releases were more te- on the technical side of things. Yep. This one is just like pretty straightforward for sure. True. Yeah, I can see that. And then next is uh, Old Wounds Glow. Right. My guy, Kevin. So Glow, this is definitely a continuation of what Old Wounds um, put on the map. But definitely throwing in a little bit more of a maturity kind of feel and definitely a little bit more of a gothy influence because we all know Old Wounds is more of like a goth band and sure. they carried on that gothcore torch from what Bleeding Through and a tray of Venge Sevenfold left. Mm-hmm. And to hear Kevin sing a little bit more is like a breath of fresh air for the band. And I hope they continue in that direction. Same here. Uh, then last but not least, Cult Leader, A Patient Man. Ah, sure. Now, Cult Leader, of, of course, is known as a very ferocious metalcore band, but to hear a few of the songs in the album that sound like that the vocalist was possessed by the spirit of Peter, Peter Steele from Typo Negative, <laughs> that, definitely, that definitely caught me off guard. Oh, sure. Because the, some of those songs I've on record was like, yeah, I feel like I'm listening to Typo Negative all over again, which is not a bad thing. Right, and right. it's not a disrespect to Peter Steele's legacy, and we all know typo negative is typo negative. Mm-hmm. But definitely, cult leader came into their own with this one for sure. Very cool, man. Oh yeah, uh, I missed him one hour. Yeah, you have one more. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the EP is called "Everything Is Emptiness" by a band called Pyralis. P Y R A L I S. They're from Minneapolis. Is former members of Disembodied to Pure to Die, whole bunch of other past bands. Yeah. Yeah, I've been keeping in touch with their vocalist, Aaron, for years and years and years since uh, Disembodied reunited for This Is Hardcore. He's been teasing this band for some time now. He, um, his band, whoa. I don't don't even know how to describe it because it's very heavy. It's very sludgy because it's taken a lot of like metalcore, hardcore from like where Prince is from, basically, and just created a whole new different type of sound with this one. It's okay. very, very sludgy, very hard hitting. And Aaron's vocals are very much very different and has a like a kind of like a texture, like a rough texture, where you hear a lot of these bands try to sound like visual from Ghost Inside or whatever, where vocalists sound the same in the genre. But his is very more his voice is definitely a little bit more on the complex side of things. It's very different sounding. Okay. 
I don't think I've been able to listen to that one, so I have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. It's worth a listen. Sounds good, man. Well, look, I'm always happy to have you on the show to talk about this stuff because you always often, you lean a little heavier than the rest of the show. So it's always uh-huh. good, you know, to hear your opinions on this stuff because even though I listen to most of what you said, like the albums that you suggested, it's still nice to let other people hear that as well so that people get on that heavier side. You know what I mean? Yep. As far as like, the lighter side goes, I would definitely uh, like to shout out um, actually two bands on this, um, my uh, Best of New York list or okay. the Best of the Tri-Coastal, the Tri-State area, I should say. Sure. Uh, Bedlam Barrio, which, uh, who put out their Outline EP that was produced by Bradley Walden from Memorosa. And Synapsis Firing, Fever Dreaming EP. Yep. Those two bands are like, even though they're not like signed bands or anything, they're on like more of the local side of things. Those bands are on the lighter side, of course. They definitely put a lot of hard work into those records. And definitely shout out to them because they work very hard. They always perfect the craft all the time. They always earn my respects. And I've known the, uh, most of those dudes for years. So oh, yeah. shout out to them. Yeah. And of course, I mean, you know, I'm a Synapsis Firing fan. Obviously, I've had them on the show, and we hope to do it again in the future as well. So, yeah, I'm always going to support them. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, man. All right. That is awesome. That was a very positive way to end the show, which I think is great. So, once again, another anniversary show. I'm going to ask you, well, what I'll say right now is, do you have anything that you want to plug, whether it's, you know, the music blog, social media, what works best for you? Definitely uh, hit me up on Instagram at tyjamar666. That's T-Y-J-A-M-A-R-666 on Instagram. Shoot me a message. Shoot me some questions. Because on the blog, I'm trying to introduce a lot more Q&As because I already had the question asked about whether I thought Atreyu was the godfathers of metalcore. That's right. That was for me. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Ian. He asked me the question. So yeah, definitely uh, hit me up on Instagram. I'm always open to talk to people. And whether you disagree with my beliefs or not, whether you disagree with my musical taste, I'm happy to discuss that with you. Whatever questions you may have, I will be happy to answer it. All the haters out there, keep in touch. And as far as my blog goes, tyrockcity at wordpress.com. I haven't been writing a lot this past year because life is Life's happening. A lot of stuff's going on. Big plans in the works for 2019. Nice. So yeah, let's keep the fire going, people. Help me keep the fire going because I do this for the love of the music and for the love of the scene. Well, mostly my scene because I come from a different scene from you guys, but no (laughs) offense. So yeah, definitely uh, help me keep the fire going. Let's help keep the scene going. Yeah, let's keep the music going, man. It's all love. That's right. So now... Did you want those to be your final words, or do you want different final words? Uh, Of course, my final words are always going to be, expect nothing less. Of course. There we go. So once again, Ty, thank you so much. I will have links in the description so that people can follow your blog, as always. And then also, I will leave you all, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to everyone I'll be here before long